holy cannoli. Like, she's she's legit here, you know? You gotta fake it like, so you make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> this is definitely, my daughter's definitely Utah Safety Council baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to anybody listening out there, we, the Utah Safety Council does make dreams come true. That's what Amy is saying. So. Yes, if you want to start that family, <laughs> this is the place. I just lost my train of thought what I was going to ask you. Brandon can edit that out. Yeah, he'll be fine. Saving lives. Saving lives. Saving lives. Saving lives. Saving lives. Saving lives. By promoting safety and health through education, services, and products, this, this is Utah this, Safety Podcast. Speaking up for safety. What's your theme music? Bomb, pop, chop, Amy's last week. <laughs> okay, so. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Speaking Up for Safety. It's the Utah Safety Council's new podcast. And so my name is Brandy Crockett. I'm the Vice President of Operations here. And I am here with mixed emotions. I have Amy Figueroa here. And it is her last week at the council. And so we thought we'd take this opportunity to just kind of talk to her and um, learn a little bit more about her as she departs and any of her famous last words are going to live, you know, in (laughs) cyberspace or wherever this goes. So I've had the opportunity to work with Amy for, what has it been, three, just over three years? It would have been three years in October. Okay, so coming up on three years. And I just think Amy's so great. (laughs) (laughs) Amy will tell you more a little bit about herself, but I just remember her interview and I remember taking the time to talk with her and I couldn't get past her shoes. I loved her shoes. They were the cutest things. And so that's what sticks out to me originally meeting Amy. But other than that, I think she just was so kind of real and authentic. And um, she came to us and she was young with not a ton of experience. But, um, you know, both John and I saw the potential in you. And so... The last three, almost three years has been great. And I think we've all, we've all grown as a company, as individuals, and I'm super sad to see you go. But I know, you know, going on to bigger and better things and um, whenever you do, you'll be great. Um, But I just kind of want to talk to you and just get your take on the safety council. So start just by telling us a little bit about Amy. Who are you? Okay. So I will say... In reference to those shoes, those shoes now live in Mexico. <laughs> and it makes me so sad because it wasn't by choice, it was by force. Mm. Um, had I not gone on vacation and took a week off the council, I would still have those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so it just comes well, full circle. If you leave here, bad things will happen. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the only thing is we can only hope that they have found themselves onto some well-deserving feet and they're living their best life in they Mexico. are new feet yeah i don't know if they're the feet that i left them for <laughs> but i'm sure they're somewhere just walking the streets of mexico um so yes i think by the time people will hear this i will be the former office manager of the safety council <clears throat> but i guess a little about me i born and raised in Riverside, California. Um, it's like Inland Empire for those who are not familiar. And for those who really don't know, literally 20 minutes from Disneyland. That's my pinpoint. It's a good frame of reference <laughs> for sure. Um, so I was born and raised there. Um, I 
have been on my own since I was 18, 19. And by that, I was just, I wanted to be independent early, so I moved out of my parents' house. And I have been on my own, not in their house, ever since. So I lived in Riverside on my own, or with my partner. At the, he's still the same person. <laughs> <laughs> not at the time. We're, we're still strong. <laughs> different story for a different day. But yeah, we... We're just kind of living our lives in Riverside, and then we came out to visit a family member of mine for the Christmas season of 2019, and then he fell in love with the place and was like, let's give it a go, let's try Utah. And at the time, we didn't have our daughter, so I was like, yeah, let's do something new, different opportunity, different growth. I was like, I'm only going to be 19 once, so yeah, let's see what happens, and if it doesn't work out, we'll come back. So I moved here February of 20. Gosh, just kidding, let me backtrack. It was 2018 when I visited in Christmas. It was 2019 when I moved here, so February 2019. So two months later, we moved here. Literally the day that I got to Utah, I had an interview at the post office. I was already like, okay, I'm going to move, so I'm going to need a job. Um, I've always been that person to say, i got to keep going, right? I can't just stop, even if there's troubles in front of me or new opportunities. It was different. I was in a place that I didn't even know like my right from my left from. So the day I got here, um, literally the next day I had an interview. So I interviewed for the post office. They hired me. I was a mail carrier for about seven months and thought, this is horrific. <laughs> walking in the snow, walking in the rain. I mean, we don't get snow. In, I mean, there is parts of Southern California that snows, but not where I live. But uh, it was a walking route. It was, wa- it was mostly walking. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And uh, I've just learned to do my best at whatever is given to me. Um, and I think the post office saw that, so they were like, let's give whatever we can to this girl. Um, so every day they would switch it up on me. There was driving routes, but because I was the bottom of the pole, I kind of got what I was handed. So a lot of it was walking. I was in awesome shape, but it was just, it was, I think the toughest thing for me was the weather. So I was like, you know what, I, I'm here for new opportunity, new growth. So this is not what I want. Let's try something else out. So I started just applying around, and I knew that I wanted a new job before I just kind of quit the post office. So I kind of was looking around, and then I applied for a receptionist position because I was like, I want to try an office job. I've never had one of those. Let's try it. So I applied on Indeed. I applied on Indeed, and on my actual birthday, which is September 23rd, (laughs) (laughs) I got a – they told me, hey, you have an interview with this – company called Talent Team. And I was like, okay, this is a company that I interviewed for. This is the receptionist job. Um, and then I got there and I saw the staffing agency and I immediately wanted to turn around. And I was like, oh, heck no. I just had dealt with staffing agencies and I knew there was opportunity in Utah. And I was like, I just don't, I don't want to do like a staffing agency. I don't want to do something temporarily. So whatever. I just was like, I'm already here. Let's just go in. So I go in there and I had an interview and they told me like, yeah, you're going to go to this other company. Um, they're going to just test you out, and then, you know, just like any staffing agency, they'll let me know how it goes. So two days later, after, like, some issues that we had with scheduling with John and Brandy here, <laughs> they finally got me in the building, and I interviewed with John, and then it's kind of been history ever since. So I started, I think, like that, I think the interview was, like, a Wednesday, and I started that Monday, or something weird like that. Or Yeah, I think, I think it happened pretty quick, it was, for sure. Yeah, it was something kind of weird like that. I can't remember the official start date, but I remember I was a temp for the council from October to December, and they knew very fastly they wanted to buy up my contract, and they were vested in me. 
That's not a lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sold them. I got them. <laughs> I sold them when I was selling in less than a week. And I've been here ever since. Well, good. I mean, I think that's a good kind of the road to the safety council. Yeah. Amy's road to Utah and road to the safety council. What do you like to do as a person outside of work? Um, Before my child, I used to, like, <laughs> it was new, right? The state was still new. So everybody's like, go on these hikes. And I was like, okay. I'm not, I don't really, I'm not super into fitness, but like, yeah, let's explore these like hiking areas. So we did that a lot when we first got here. It was a lot of Google Maps. Um, uh, now in Utah, like I, I bowl a lot here now. There's Bowling? Not, yeah. There's okay. Not, there's not too much to do in Utah, but one of the things that I did do a lot, we bowled a lot. Um, Are you going to join a league or God, anything? No, I'm oh. part of, I mean, I think I'm decent from how often I mm-hmm. go, but... To the point of a league, no. Well, you can just keep trying. I just the league at the Fat Cats. <laughs> <laughs> fat Cats is fun. It is so fun. Yeah. And it's like reasonably priced. It like seems like kind of clean. You can bowl. You can eat. Yeah. You can Arcade, play video games. Yeah. The little golf miniature mm-hmm. style. I think it's fun. Um, so we I did we do that a lot, quite a bit, a lot. Now as a mom, I find myself going to a lot of trampoline parks. <laughs> Nickelmania is <laughs> like on my list all the time. It changes your life. Yeah, for sure. movies. Mm-hmm. So you know, just the generic family stuff. Anything yeah. where kids are allowed, I most likely will be there or have been there on the weekends. Okay. Well, we always ask this as people leave, like on an exit interview or whatnot. Like, what is what's been your favorite part about working at the Safety Council? Um, this is kind of a complex question in itself. For me, I would say how I evolved and grew as a person working here. Like Brandy mentioned, I was very like naive and young when I first started. And I know a lot of people were like, you have this sense of maturity. I think a lot of it just comes just from kind of like wanting to be on my own, right? Not wanting to live under the rules of my parents. But even then in a work field, I was very immature. I was very, um, I didn't know the lingo. I didn't know how to even probably correspond an email to anything. I, it was very, I was missing a lot of knowledge. Um, and I feel like this place has threw me in a lot of different situations um, that I'm grateful for. And I feel like it has shown me how to just kind of be an adult and be a grown up. And yes, I'm only, I'm only in my twenties, but I feel like I, I've always said, like, I'm an older soul, and I would get so much crap because people are like, shut up, Amy, you're the youngest one here. But I feel like I, I grew a lot as a person here. So every day was, even if there was hard days or easy days, like, there was always something that I was learning. There was never a non-learning opportunity here. Say your question again. No, just, like, um, what's your favorite part? Yeah. You know, so, like. Yeah, that would be, I think, my favorite part of just, like, it's always a diff- it's always a new day. It's never a repeated day. And you could have repeated situations, but it's always something new, always something that's going to keep you on your toes, always something that's going to keep you learning compared to, like, any other jobs that I have where it was just, like, the same repetitive, like, packing a box, delivering mail, or whatever jobs that I had. There's always something new here, yeah. which is fun. And the people here are great. <laughs> <clears throat> are you referring to someone in particular yes i have, i think brandy's walls if they could speak they would be like get this lady out of here 
No, no, of course not. But, you know, I think we are a small office. And so, you know, you get to know each other on so many different levels here. And um, I've enjoyed all of our chats. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, when you first started, like you said, you were young and inexperienced in an office environment. Um, So I watched you go from that to being, you know, full-time employee, full-time mom. Yeah. You know, you've just grown a lot. And I'm just happy that I've been there for a lot of those milestones I think it's fun I think I like getting to know employees you know more than just at face value and so I've loved our chats they've been great yeah and we're not saying that the council got me pregnant no 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 no. (laughs) they have great benefits and it just so happened that I was like okay I can afford a baby now (laughs) let's have a child but yes, I obviously was obviously I'm a new mom, and my parents were still back home in California. So not having like my parents here, um, Brandy was always there, or even anybody in the council. But yes, there would be times where I'd be like, literally, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, <laughs> this fetus is not moving. <laughs> what do I do? Um, yeah, it's definitely being a new parent is scary, and you know, having a network or a village to talk to about is is important for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if it wasn't for this place, I don't think I would, I would have had a child. I would. I always definitely thought about it, right? Like, is this the right time to have the right kind of resources? And I think working here, it just made sense. Like, it was like the work schedule here correlates. It it's, it all lines up perfectly. Um, my jobs aren't asking too much of me as like physically. Um, so it just all kind of clicked and made sense. So. Yeah. This is definitely, my daughter's definitely a Utah Safety Council baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to anybody listening out there, we, the Utah Safety Council does make dreams come true. That's what Amy is saying. So. Yes, if you want to start that family, <laughs> this is the place. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but yes, you know, we're, we're good to our employees yeah. there. That's fair. Here we have a lot of different types of activities, right? And you've been here for three of your two of your three years really we could call Mm. quote-unquote COVID years and so um, we haven't been able to do as much fun have as much fun in the office as we normally would but what would you say is like your most fun day or your favorite day that you've worked at the safety council maybe Maybe not a day particularly but you know the most fun time you've had here Jeez, there's been a lot of like laughs and jokes and stuff I don't know if I can think of fun right now but I can say like the most memorable for me as far as events would be my first conference Mm -hmm. Um, and to give a little backstory I had hand surgery (laughs) the day before a conference and uh, I did the stupid mistake of calling a co-worker right out of anesthesia and said some things that I don't think I should share with co-workers when I'm in that state of mind, but um, I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then next day, like a couple hours later, I was like, I'm going to go to day one of the conference. (laughs) I think about it now. And I was like, it probably looks so ridiculous of me to be standing here in this big old hand wrapped hand of mine. (laughs) I was all casted up with only one. And it was my dominant hand, but I feel like it gave me a lot of laughs and it was a lot of talking points. And because of my hand being, 
at a surgery, fresh out. I met a lot of people there, and because it was it was a great conversation starter. People were like, "What's going on with your hand?" And <laughs> if so, why are you here? Um, so because of that, I do remember like getting a lot of weird like, "What the heck is your problem, lady? Why are you not laying in bed right now?" But I wanted to know what the conference was, so I would say that was the most memorable because it kind of gave me like leverage of like I don't know how to talk to any of you professionals in this room but because of this you're wanting to talk to me and that's awesome because now I can know who you are and kind of have all these conversations and that's how I kind of met other people other companies people who attended our obviously people who attended our conference but I would think that's the most memorable because I look so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I somewhat remember that day. I mean, conference is always a blur because yeah. we're running around and, you know, putting out fires and, and helping yeah. people. But I just remember, like, hearing, oh, Amy's coming. And I thought, okay, well, that's <laughs> different. And then I think I saw you, and I think um, you had someone come with you. Yeah. I mean, let's put that out there. You did not drive yourself. No, thank <laughs> no, goodness. no, no. So you had someone come with you, and I think you lasted for maybe half a day. Yeah, or I think something. it's for lunch. Yeah, and every time I'd walk past the info booth, I was like, I think she's fading. She's fading <laughs> fast. I don't know what's happening. You know, I appreciated you coming. I know most people probably wouldn't, and most people wouldn't do take advantage of like what you just said. Like, I wanted to learn how to talk to professionals and. You know, you saw that as your opportunity. Although heavily medicated, it might not have been the best decision. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that says more about you, right, as a person and, and how much you've wanted to learn. And I think that's what really makes me think of you over the years is like, you may not have the answer. You may not know. You may have never dealt with that before, but you always tried to figure it out. Yeah. And there was never, I don't really think I can think of something where Amy says no I can't do that so you've always been that way and when you were just talking about the conference you said you know I've never been in a room with professionals and I don't know how to talk to them and this and that and for anybody listening if you've ever interacted with Amy like to hear her say that I think that's just your own insecurity because There was, was it just the last conference when you did the panel? Yeah, that was the last conference. Yeah, so just this last March, John and I were listening to, uh, well, the staff gets together and we kind of come up with speakers and ideas. And Amy had a great idea for a panel and, um, you know, to hear from different industries and things like that. And so she, people look at her as just up front, right? You, You could look at that and say, she's just your receptionist or she sits up front and it's, you've been so much more than that, right? But you took on that assignment when technically you didn't totally need to own it that much. You owned it and you coordinated with your presenters. And um, one of the times I asked for a link to log on to your one of your practice sessions, it was like a Zoom meeting or Teams meeting or something with your presenters. And I wanted to just hop on there and both John and I did and hopped on and I was like holy cannoli like she's she's legit here you know gotta fake it like, so you make it <laughs> <laughs> well it worked because <laughs> you know I think you talk about yourself sometimes and you say oh well I'm just I don't deserve to be in the room with these professionals or I don't I've heard you say that several yeah. times and you held your own and it was very impressive. And I just think that kind of attitude and that kind of ability will take you so far. And um, 
I was really impressed. So don't ever say, <laughs> I didn't deserve to be in a room with these professionals because you, you do. Thanks. For real. So. I think it's just not, I don't want to say scary. I, it's more like intimidating and those are synonyms. So maybe that's not the right term to give it. But I, I just think it's like, I'm this young kid. I am in a state where not a lot of people are the same ethnicity as I am. So I feel like that already gives me, I'm already at a disadvantage, right? Um, because I don't look like everybody else here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's 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 not that, it's pretty obvious, you know? Um, so to be in a room where I'm already like, are people going to even listen to what I have to say because they're not seeing the typical face, you know? So I think that's where it gets kind of intimidating because I'm like, okay, I'm already coming in kind of on the back end. I can fumble and I'll stumble and I'll make a fool out of myself, but it's going to be all right. So I think that's where it gets kind of scary. And then that's where I have to be like, all right, Amy, nobody's going to know. You're Nobody's going to know who you are. Let's just, let's get through this and then we'll take notes after. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I do get kind of nervous and scared about it just because I'm like, okay, I, I'm new to this. I'm very new. And sometimes I speak before thinking. <laughs> that gets me in my own issues. But thank you, Brandy. Yeah. And I I mean it, really. I mean, if you take away anything, say, you know, don't ever walk into a room and think you don't deserve to be there because you're smart. And, you know, we've been the beneficiary of, you know, your work and and how much you've done. And um, I know you're going to take that with you wherever you go. So don't ever think you're never enough. You. You're always enough. <laughs> Can you tell that to my child? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's what? How old? A year and seven. I don't know. Yeah, in eight months or something. Somewhere between one and two somewhere years, there. somewhere but there. But no matter how much I refill this girl's milk, it's never enough. Yeah, they, they <laughs> just don't get it. And if I, I hope, because I have little ones of my own, so. They don't get it by four and six, so I have no idea. Ooh, that was a loud sneeze. <laughs> we're doing this interview we're in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this interview in the office during work hours because we just want to be authentic. Yes. And so whoever that was just, you know, must have allergies or let out a big sneeze or something. I don't know. <laughs> they're just so emotional that they're not involved in this podcast right now, but it's okay. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Okay, here's a question. What if anybody listening to this what would you tell them about the utah safety council in my writing in my nature now it's encrypted in me to say we are a nonprofit organization <laughs> um but beyond that we uh, i guess a lot of times when we tell people like i work at the utah safety council and you kind of go into explanation they're kind of like okay um and then when they finally come in that's when it's like oh my gosh you guys do a lot so the utah safety council is I would think a great resource, and it's sad that not a lot of people know that. Just driving around, just on the news, you listen to all these safety incidents or these hazards or people dying, and that's not even an exaggeration, people dying or getting injured, um, and it's just because of their na- lack of knowledge. So I think when I actually like tell people, like, this is what I do, you know, we do car seat checks, we do safety training, scaffold, combined space people falling off ladders ladder safety and people are always looking at me like are you stupid or why would you guys need safeties on like training on ladders um but a lot of the times in a lot of communities that i've seen in utah or even anywhere when i travel a lot of the people don't have a lot of education right 
you get communities where people go to like sixth grade or elementary school and that's it and safety council is great because unlike college or other universities you need a, a high school diploma right to get further training the utah safety council if you think of any topic as far as what would you say like industrial general industry mining like the basics of what we do here mm -hmm. there's no prerequisites right it's like i don't know anything about the said topic and we will take what you know and kind of give you as much as we can right we are that resource of like i understand that you know the basics of anything so let's get you up to where you need to be for the better for you for the better of the people around you for the better for the people that you live with even like first aid when we I see a lot of times people are like, I took first aid training and it's helped me not in my work life but in my personal life. So I think the safety council is a great resource is that unfortunately we can't get to get the message across sometimes and people are like, oh, you guys do that as well. And then when they realize that, then it's like, oh, yeah, I should have gone there. That would have been helpful in a sense. So I think it's a great resource for that, that even if you know nothing or a lot, we can always teach you something and it's going to be for the better of you and everybody around you Yeah, without a doubt. No, I like that. And that's that's one thing that I've liked working about, you know, here mm -hmm. about that people think, you know, my brother will make fun of me that I'm some safety nerd, right? But yeah. really, you become a parent, you become a neighbor, you yeah. become anything. It's, yeah, we can think that it's nerdy and think of safety in that sense. But, you know, to stay alive, you need to be yeah. safe. Like, it's something that we can use in every aspect of our life. So It's kind of one of those things that people don't think about it until they need it. Mm -hmm. And by the time they need it, sometimes it's too late. So our goal of getting that information to people before it's too late, I think it's, like, it's it's important information. It's critical, you know. Yeah. Um, Safety Council just put me through, a, I don't want to call it CPS training, but it's called Child Protective uh, Child passenger Child safety. passenger safety. Yeah, I always mix it up. But <laughs> what that is is just basically, like, teaching you the right or wrongs of installing a car seat. And to me, I was like, that's so, like, foolish. Like, can people just read a label? At first, right, when I first heard about this. And then taking the class, I was like, geez, I put my daughter in danger myself. There were things in her car seat that I was like, well, these are just extra accessories. You know, why would I need these? And taking that class like after the first day of leaving that class I was like what if I knew this little and I'm, I read you know I'll read the labels and the manuals but I'm like if I knew if I was missing this much information how much are other people missing for those that don't read or those that just don't care or just think I know it all you know so I think having us as that resource of like just kind of skipping those steps for them of saying like maybe you don't want to go the extra step of reading and figuring this out for yourself so let's teach you the most important stuff and whatever keeps you safe so like even that class just put it in such a perspective for me of like I and myself am driving and my daughter is not secure and like luckily it wasn't in an accident but had it been in an accident like my daughter would have been seriously injured had it not been for the council putting me through that class showing me that training I would still be driving in an unsafe situation mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah well, and I remember that week that you took mm -hmm. the training, um, we're Instagram friends. Yes. So I think the first day of your training, yeah. you had posted something. It looked like you had just literally gotten out of the training and you were sitting in the car yeah. and saying, hey, did you know this? Did you know this? On your own personal Instagram account, like not the Safety Council account, your Instagram account. I was home from work and I was scrolling through and I saw <laughs> that and I thought... 
way to go, Amy. You know what I mean? And I think that's exactly what, you know, me as a boss wants in employees. Like, that you're investing in it, you're taking it home, you're making it personal. And you're, quote, unquote, speaking up for safety, (laughs) right? Like, that's what the purpose is. And not just because you have to do that during work hours, but you took that experience and you were speaking up for safety in your own world with your own family and friends. And I think you came back and told me that because of some of those posts that you did that week, um, you went home to California and and someone had watched it and um, had changed their behavior based on, you know, what you had shared. And so that's, that's super rewarding. And to know that, you know, the safety council played a tiny little part in that somewhere feels good. Yeah, it was definitely a triple effect, right? Because had it not been for the council, I wouldn't have took that training. Because of that training, I learned new information. And yeah, I was able to share it. And not that I'm super big on the gram, (laughs) but I have like (laughs) a few couple hundred followers, right? And a lot of them are my personal friends and family. It's not like I'm an Instagram influencer. By all means, I am not that. But it 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 was like a satisfying feeling to have people be like, honestly, I didn't know that my kid was driving like this and I thought that was I thought that was fine and to be you know I didn't correct them in the sense of like you're doing this absolutely wrong no I was kind of like if you have any questions let me know you know and then we can kind of work through it but I did have a feedback of like I honestly I had no idea um so thank you for letting me know I even had like old coworkers of mine saying like you know good for you for sharing like not a lot of people know that and not a lot of people know how to word it in a sense that's inviting to want to learn more information so yeah if it wasn't for the council I wouldn't I would have never posted it and I would have never shared it and it might have only reached 300 people 200 people but that was still you know in comparison to none that's better than nothing in yeah Facebook. even saving you know one person from injury or yeah. anything that's just worth it Especially where it's, like, kids, I think that's where it kind of hits. They're just so vulnerable, you know? Like, I mean, I would want my dad to be just as safe, right? He works, like, in the construction fields, and luckily my dad is like, had training. But if he didn't, I'd be like, hey, dude, come take a class, you know? Yeah. Come, you're working in this situation. Let's let's get you some knowledge. Um, well, I know we all have to get back to work, right? Where, like I said, it's Amy's last day, so I think, well, last week, so you have another day left and so we're she's training her replacement and I'm mm-hmm. sure we want to get back to that but just want to take a quick second and talk to Amy and just let her know we appreciate her and all her hard work and just to kind of get some feedback and hear about your experience at the safety yeah. council so like I said earlier you know I am forever in debt to the council and I don't mean that just to be sappy <laughs> They definitely gave me an opportunity, you know, an opportunity that they weren't the only people that I interviewed for in September of 2019. You know, there was a bunch of other offices that I interviewed for, and they were the ones that took a shot on me, and they said, you know what, let's give this girl a try and see how she goes. So I'm so grateful that they did. Um, I'm grateful that they gave me the opportunity to say, you know what, these are your responsibilities, girl. Let's let's see how you do, because nobody else did. And, you know, like I said... If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have my daughter. And I'm, like, getting kind of sad now. <laughs> Everybody that I worked with, you know, in any workplace that you have, you have your ups and your downs. But I will say that the council has merged it into more of a family setting, you know. Like, I 
met some great friends here. Um, Brandy has been great. John is great too. Don't tell me that. <laughs> um, but literally anybody that I have encountered here has been so great. And even leaving now, telling people like, hey, I will no longer be here. Even having the opportunities of other companies saying like, can do you, are you interested in working for me? Or would you just, you know, would you be up for it? And no, even though um, I'm moving on, I am just kind of taking a break and doing some personal things. But just to have that opportunity to say, like, the council kind of put me on the market and put me on a pedestal for other companies to see. And I am just so grateful for you guys. Brandy's definitely one of my harder goodbyes now. <laughs> um, so it's like a bittersweet, you know. I'm grateful for the opportunities. I'm grateful that I grew. I'm so glad they allowed me to mature. And even when I did have my <laughs> moments, you know, they still stuck it out with me. And, you know, now we are... Here we are three years later, and although it sucks to leave, um, I would definitely still <laughs> always reference back to the council. And, you know, it's kind of sad, but it's for the better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, you know, it is sad. I'm sad, too. I've watched, like I said, I watched you grow up, and it's been a great experience. I feel great knowing that you have a place in your heart for the safety council. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any doubt that you're going to go on and go save lives and, you know, take over the world (laughs) and continue you being you. Don't forget to speak up for safety everywhere you go. (laughs) We'll get as cheesy as possible. Yeah, she tied it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Truly appreciate you. Thank you for everything you've done. And we wish you luck. Thank you so much. I will still call you, though. (laughs) You should. You should. My number won't change, so I'll be here. I don't know all the passwords. (laughs) Um, To our IT department, we will be changing those on Friday. No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, Brandy, for allowing me to be part of the podcast, even though I didn't have to be. But I'm glad I get to hear my voice on this podcast. Yeah. And my mark. My stamp is now marked. <laughs> Ching. This is called, this session, I called Amy's Farewell. So oh. there we go. Anyway, I think that's it for us. And thank you, everyone. Thanks. We're out. Get it for the theme music. <laughs>